Hello, hello, hello. This is Gerald Saletti, and it's Trends This Week on Progressive Radio Network. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what a bunch of baloney going on, man. Hate the Russians. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Yeah. We've been taught to hate the Russians since I'm a little kid. And I was hiding under the desk in case an atom bomb went off that the Russians dropped. Yeah, think about it. World War II, right? Oh, Russia was an ally of America, weren't they? Well, yeah, but that, that you know. Oh, and, and, and we fought the Nazi Germans. Oh, yeah, but they're our allies now. They're members of NATO. They're fine. But not those Russians. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They're terrible. Yep. They're terrible. Oh, those Russians. Yeah, the Japanese. Oh, well, we're the, fine. Well, Pearl Harbor. But that's, that's over with. But those Russians, they're terrible. All the... All the soldiers they killed during World War II, all the Americans? Oh, wait a minute. They were our allies. Huh. Forgot about that. Yep. This, this hatred has to stop. And it just keeps getting worse. They're going after Zero Hedge because they're printing information they get from Russian newspapers and things. How dare they? You should not look at Sputnik or RT. You should only look at the New York slime. Oh, excuse me, the New York Times. Oh, the, the paper of record? Oh, no, no, you mean the toilet paper of record. The people that sold us, oh, the Afghan war. We got the, oh, yeah, Saddam Hussein got them uh, aluminum tubes. Yeah, yeah, them. You're not allowed to say anything to stop the hatred of Russia. Nothing. And this is going on. This is going on that Russia is going to invade Ukraine. There's a Trends Journal article when it was a quarterly, spring 2014. And a big story in here done by Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, who was the former assistant secretary of the United States Treasury. Washington is driving the world to the final war. This is 2014. He goes on to write, what happened, by the way, with Ukraine, well, they were going to make a deal with um, the EU. They were loaded with debt. And Russia gave them a better deal. And that's when the overthrow began. Ukraine presented a perfect opportunity for Washington to advance its hegemonic agenda. In a speech at the National Press Club last December, Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland boasted that Washington had invested, you ready, $5 billion in non-governmental organizations, NGOs, in Ukraine 
The purpose of the NGOs, according to Newland, was, quote, to teach democracy to Ukraine. And he goes on to say, however, Ukraine already had a democracy. In reality, the NGO organizations are U.S. fifth columns that could be used to organize protests and to provide support for Washington candidates for the Ukraine government. Western pressure was applied to the democratically elected government of President Viktor Yanukovych to join the EU. The Ukrainian government considered the proposal and decided rationally that the Ukraine economy was integrated with the Russian economy and that the trade subsidy and loan advantages of its association with Russia were worth more than EU membership, which would likely bring an IMF adjustment program that would result in looting the Ukraine economy. When Ukraine declined EU membership, Washington set in motion its NGO fifth columns. Protests began in Kiev, demanding that the elected government change its mind and join the EU. Okay? Now let's go back to joining the European Union. A deal was made between Gorbachev and Reagan and Gorbachev and Bush Sr. That NATO would not expand, according to James Baker, who is with Bush Sr., not one inch, not one inch further than it was when the Soviet Union broke up. One inch. Now they're all over the place. They're in Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia. With weapons. There was a thing called, when I was a kid, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, the United States, you know, they only tell you the one part of it. The, what happened was, yeah, Russia was putting nuclear armaments in, uh, in Cuba. Why? Because the United States is doing that with Turkey, aiming them at Russia. And Russia said, take them down. We're not going to take them down. Oh, yes, you are. So they put up the ones. Well, they're doing the same thing now. They're doing the same thing now. They're surrounding Russia with nuclear armaments and, or missiles, whatever. And they're saying, pull back. We don't want these on our border. NATO. What are you doing over here? Go home. No, we're not going to go home. We love war. We love the Afghan war. Hey, how about that Iraq war? Well, NATO wasn't big in that, but hey, about the UK, yeah. And all the others. How about NATO, what NATO did to Libya? Oh, the wonderful Salenti. You don't know anything. You're a jerk. What NATO did to Libya was great. They destroyed the richest country in Africa, where people had more benefits and rights than most places, a lot of places around the world. Now it's a hellhole. NATO, great job. Great job. All Putin is asking is pull back. What if we had Russian troops up in Canada? Well, considering who that true dope is up there and the emergency law he passed, it more like China up in Canada 
because that's all this little guy is, little Chinese dictator. And Russia down in Mexico. Oh, we'd be very happy, Salente, having them on our borders. And that's why Russia should be happy that we're on their border. And you know how they did, how they made us hate the, the uh, Winter Olympics because of what the Chinese are doing to the Ouija's. You know, you know, I'm totally opposed to it. Guess what? They did the same thing to Russia back in 2014, teaching us to hate them. It's right here in your Trends Journal. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Two years and several geopolitical squabbles later, in the months leading up to the Trent Ukraine crisis, a not so subtly volley in a more, quote, more trouble in Russia campaign was launched by the United States. This is right before the Sochi Olympics. Not willing to let an atrocity go to waste, on December 29th, 2013, Following a terrorist bombing in a train station in Volgograd, a Russian city several hundred miles from where the Sochi 2014 Olympics were to be hosted, headlines across America blared, quote, terror attacks hit Russia leading into 2014 Winter Olympics. Week after week, leading up to the February Games, Government officials, quote, credible sources and, quote, intelligent experts warned Americans that traveling to Sochi was risky. From toothpaste bombs and shoe bombs to black widow bombers, the message was clear. The fear campaign worked. Just days before the opening ceremony, the February 5th CNN poll showed that 57% of Americans believe terror would strike the Sochi Games. And then we put in here an article that was in uh, Yahoo News. Veteran security consultant Bill Rathburn. What? Warn the upcoming Winter Olympics in Russia that, quote, the security threat is higher than it's ever been in the history of the Olympic Games. In my opinion, it's not a matter of whether there will be some incident. It's just a matter of how bad it's going to be. Ratburn was a former police chief in Los Angeles and Dallas. Rat crap. Nothing happened. But the, again, but the fear campaign worked. You know, the, the viewership fell 12% from the Winter Olympics in Vancouver the four years earlier. They never stopped. They never stop. Oh, and Russia's doing war games. They're doing war games. Oh, but the United States love to play those war games. How about what they do all the time right near North Korea? 
The war games had never stopped. That's fine, Salente. And we could go into the South China Sea or anywhere we want to be. But boy, oh boy, if them Chinese ships were off New York or California. Oh, now we're looking for trouble. But hey, the United States, go Black Sea, go go in near Crimea and on and on. And by the way, the whole Crimea lie too. That 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 Russia did they had a vote. Over eighty percent of the people turned out. Over ninety-five percent of them voted not to be a part of Ukraine. And and the vote was monitored by the international organizations. But those are only facts that they don't tell you about at all. Yep. One lie after another. Washington is driving the world to the final war. That's Dr. Paul Craig Roberts. You could go to his website. He posted it there yesterday. Again, it's back from 2014. Uh, this is just, it's, it's only going to get worse because this economy is going to go down big time when they raise interest rates. Because it's only the fake money that pumped everything up. Only fake money. And now that money is going to dry up. What's going to happen to the housing market? Well, it's in your Trends Journal, trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com. There's no magazine like it anywhere in the world. Nothing comes close to it. Read the comments. Go to my YouTube channel, Gerald Salenti, and you see what the people say who subscribe. Nothing. Nothing comes close. If you want to know what's going on, what it means, what's next, and what you might want to consider doing to prepare, prevail, and prosper, this is the magazine for you, trendsjournal.com. And support us. We're fighters for freedom. And of course, we also have the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace, and Justice, freedompeacejustice.com. And we provide religious vaccine exemptions for members of the church. And they're working great. <clears throat> Look what happened up in Canada. The Canadian political cowards just cowered to the brave Canadian truckers, quote, Freedom Convoy. Isn't that a nice name? Freedom Convoy. Why, how dare you talk about freedom? Oh, speaking about freedom, the CIA, now they're watching everything we're doing. Again, if you want to hear the top of the top from America's top, top, top judicial authority that speaks out about it like no one else, 
Judge Andrew Napolitano. Yep. And you could tune in tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time to hear more about it. He's, what he's warning is, is, is unprecedented in this country. I asked him, how much do we pay the CIA, the intelligence agency? He says, no, they won't, they won't tell us. Can you imagine that? Yeah, we don't have the right to know that. This is terrible what's going on. But going back to the markets, you're going to see a, a massive correction. Again, the only thing that's propping it up is cheap money. Unprecedented. I'm going to give you an example. They keep raising interest rates in Chile. You know, like about 5.5% now. Their inflation rate is 7.7%. America's inflation rate is 7.5%, two-tenths of a percent less. And they haven't raised interest rates once. They're still in zero land. So the Dow, as we're speaking now, is down about 200 points. Gold starting to shine again. It's at 1863. Very important. Oil prices. Brent crude. Almost $96 a barrel. $96 a barrel. You know what that's going to do to people? who have to use gasoline to heat their house, use oil, heating oil. That's what it comes from. Brent crude and gasoline to fill their car. Already with inflation, again, this is in the Trends Journal. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. We just wrote about it yesterday. The... Um, Average person, because of inflation, it's costing about $260 more a month to live. So now let's go back to inflation. They're going to have to raise interest rates to stop this inflation. And these gas prices, they're going to hit them. That that hits you hard. The billionaires don't care. Millionaires don't care. They don't look at how much it costs a gallon of gas. The workers of Slave Landia care. This inflation, they're going to have to raise interest rates. We have a $30 trillion debt. Got it? When interest rates go up, it costs you more to service that debt. Capisce? 
I was before I forgot I lost my train of thought there for a second talking about the cowards in Canada what they did the premiers all of a sudden now one after another they're easing up COVID war regulations following the truckers protest oh no it had nothing to do with that we were ready to do it baloney you're cowards your political Canadian cowards that cowered to the Canadian Freedom Truckers Convoy. You go back, and I've said it on this show, back to the beginning of January, a month, about a month and a half ago, I said the COVID war was going to wind down. They got elections coming up. And it's costing big time. So many people are out of business. They need tax revenues. So they're going to ease this up. They're easing it up around the world. So get ready for the winding down of the COVID war. It's happening around the world, one country after another, Denmark, uh, Netherlands, one after another. You know, I talked about that, about the, these pre- prime minister, premier, whatever they call these guys, these jerks, these political arrogant clowns, that guy Doug Ford. You go, go listen to our YouTube that went on yesterday to announce the new magazine, the latest edition of the Trends Journal. And we have the video there. This slob that, that, that put on such strict mandates throughout Ontario, now saying, you know, we had enough of this. People don't want to wear masks anymore. And that, you know, and the, these vaccines, you know, that, you know, Trudeau got three of them and he still got the COVID. And he goes on to say, I know hundreds of people I know hundreds of people that got three shots and still got the virus. Anyway, all of a sudden they're loosening up. This clown locked down that place, put on some strict mandates, and now he's spewing out a whole nother tune. And again, talking about the vaxxers, and we have a great article by... Richard Gale and Gary Null in this edition of the Trends Journal on the vaxxers. The, um, in Italy, Italy was the first country to follow the Chinese way back in 2020. They were the first Western nation to lockdown. Strict, strict regulations, no vax, no job. Over, I think, 50 or 60 years old, you have to get a vax or else you get fined. You get the booster, rather. And the strictest, you know what? They have the highest COVID death rate in Europe. That's right. The strictest. You know, knock on wood. I didn't, I, I didn't, get, I didn't, I didn't get COVID. I never got sick. I haven't been sick in, 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 in two years. Every, every winter. Oh, damn, I hope I don't get a bad cold or sore throat. Nothing this year. Nothing last year. And nothing the year before. Why? 
Well, I only take about, you know, not about, I take 18 supplements every morning. And about half of that during the day. I do everything I can to build my immune system up and get strong and healthy. No, 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 Salente. Just get a vaccine, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, we should have a war on drugs, war on the drug companies. That's what the war should be on. They're drug dealers. Remember they sold this thing as having a 95% efficacy rate? Yeah. According to Israeli health ministry, it's only down to 39. And again, it wears off quickly and you need more boosters. Hey, a shot a year will be good for you. Going back to the COVID war ending, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. This thing's going to take off. People are going to let loose. They're tired of this crap. It took two years, two years. I've had enough. Kids are all screwed up wearing masks. I, I can't, I'm up here in Kingston. And I, I see people walking on the street. There's not a soul around them. Not a soul around them and they're masked up. Grow the hell up. Calm down, Salente. Be like us. Be cowards and listen to what your government tells you. They know best. Oh, yeah. They know, they're brilliant. Brilliant cats, man. Nobody's smarter. They're a bunch of jerks. I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. I was right there. What a bunch of arrogant, ignorant, psychopaths, sociopaths, and pathological liars. We don't need... If I was a governor, I'd close down the Senate and the Assembly. We've got enough laws. Get the, get the hell out of here and go get a job. And get rid of all these bureaucrats that can't get a job in the real world. And the only reason they're government workers, because they suck into the system, bow down and take it. We'll tell you what to do, Salenti. Don't you know who I am? I'm Andy Cuomo. My daddy was Mario. I'm Georgie Bush. My daddy was George. I'm Justin Trudeau. My daddy was Pierre. Look at these little pieces of crap. Telling you what to do. Who the hell are you? Come over here and tell me man to man what to do. Come over here. Come over here. Oh, lock him up. Send out the FBI, CIA. He threatened me. No, I didn't threaten you. I said, you come over here and you tell me what to do. You give me the order and try to make me do it. Man to man. Oh, what, you want me to go to a war and kill innocent people, Obama? Is that what? Oh, yeah. Gaddafi has to go. Assad has to go. And you have to go kill him, Salente. I'll tell you what to do. Anyway, remember, if you have any questions or answers, feel free to call 888 888- 
877-474-4888. And we'll be talking more about what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the world, the entrepreneur opportunities, what you can do to profit and prevail and prosper in the times ahead. Because this thing is going to go down big. There's never been anything like it. Market valuations, poof. Merger and acquisition activity in 2021, the highest ever. Stock buybacks, bingo, big, big, big. You know why? You know why? Very simply, why? The why is that all the cheap money. So the bigs got bigger, the rich got richer. And median household income declined at its sharpest rate ever. Can't afford a house? Don't worry about it. You can rent one. Oh, who are you going to rent it from? Oh, Blackstone, one of the big private equity groups. They're buying up everything, all the homes. People can't afford them. Oh, lumber prices went up again. Lumber, lumber, ain't no slumber. Oh, it only adds about $19,000 to building a house. And, of course, multi-apartments as well. So that means you got to pay more rent. Cocoa prices, inflation, inflation, inflation. So anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the number is 888-874-4888. 888-874-4888. We'll be right back. Hello, hello, hello. We're back on Progressive Radio Network. And uh, oh, we got a call here from Frank in New York. <clears throat> I wanted to make a comment about the mandates in New York City. When they say they are lifting the mandates, they only mean for vaccinated people. If you're not vaccinated, the mandates still hold to you. And I don't. And they're not saying that on TV. If you're not vaccinated, you're still mandated. Only for the unvaccinated and the kids as well, still wearing masks. Also, the other point I wanted to make is Dr. David Martin and Gary had him on last year. I just heard he just put out a statement that Trudeau in the uh, government of Canada is receiving proceeds profits from every single vaccine that the Canadians and they're up to 90 percent. But he doesn't tell them that the government is invested in the in the companies and he's profiting personally. Trudeau Jr. That's the other uh, point I wanted to make. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh, you did. No, they, they, again, but it, but it, and it's global. I mean, yeah. look at this. You know, this is this is a form of to me forcing something into your body by somebody else. It's rape. Yeah, it's rape. Gen- yeah, genetic therapy, digital genetic therapy. That's what it the is. First, <laughs> yeah, the first ever injected into the human body. Right. It's never been done before. But they don't tell you when you're getting the vaccine, quote, the vaccine, oh, by the way, we had to change the legal definition of a vaccine. Six months ago, the CDC changed the definition of a vaccine to include mRNA. It never you're was right. there previous. You're right. I forgot all about that. It's not a vaccine. It's That's an inoculation. It's an, well, whatever, the, you know, it's, it's genetic therapy. Yeah, right. Yep. An inoculation, meaning it goes through the, through, the, through the needle, but it's genetic, digital genetic therapy, like uh, Naomi Wolf said to Gary one day, when you walk through the door, you don't have to provide a card. You are the card. Yep. Can you imagine? <laughs> this is a form of rape. Yeah. And speaking of which, <laughs> uh, uh, what's that? Um, Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. 
My body, my choice, right? Exactly. No, 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 no. Only half right. They are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars selling the Get Jab campaign. That shows you the hypocrisy. Yeah. It shows you how easily low-life people get paid off to do what the people that give them money tell them what to do. And speaking of which, imbeciles and morons call we have a democratic country. You don't get to run for office unless you got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you get the money that morons and imbeciles call campaign contributions. They're bribes and payoffs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's, this is disgusting. It is. Disgusting what's going on. I've had it. I've had it. And we better unite. And again, the people support Progressive Radio Network and check out our Trends Journal. It's, it's a grand total of $2 a week for a weekly magazine. Oh, this week, it was, I think it was only 156 pages. No ads. Yeah. And, 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 and the New York Times, $3 a day. Wall Street Journal, $5 a day. $5. That thing is shrunk. That you have, They fired over 40% of their staff. And, and more in the, in the last couple of years. So we're, not, we're giving you everything that we can give you with the dedication, the desire, and the facts, and the information, and the truth that you're not going to find anywhere else in a magazine. So support us, support Progressive Radio Network, because united we stand, divided we fall. And we're falling. I'm the, I'm the, I'll tell you what to do, Frank. I'm the governor. I don't want you drinking wine anymore, Salenti. <laughs> wine is no good for you. Oh, well, well, let's ban wine. Well, we, we did it before. We had prohibition. Oh, cannabis? Cannabis is terrible for you. No, no, we'll ban that. I'm in charge. But hey, you could take these drugs that'll kill you a hundred different ways. That's it. All right, man. Thanks a lot, Frank. And we got Habu. Habu, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. Out there in Wisconsin. Oh, oh hello, Gerald. Um, uh, I'm fine, thank you, and I hope you are too. I listen to you, um, and I, I, I have the, I have the sense of the pulse, you know. And you are carrying on the good fight, um, and I see you've, uh, you, you, you've kind of um, uh, used a, 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 a legal mechanism to give people. Um, passes, as it were, but uh, I'm glad that you're well. I just want to make a little point about, um, and there hasn't been the kind of outrage that one would expect decent people to uh, um, to show, and it is um, Biden's recent decision to um, uh, commandeer Afghan funds, uh, you know, seven billion of it, uh, when those people there are starving uh, families are selling their daughters. They are suffering a famine, and yet uh, um, this um, this village drunk has the um, chutzpah to take away their money and say we are going to give it to nine one one families. Listen, I have nothing against nine one one families. They suffered, but uh, this money is not theirs, nor is it the. American governments to to do with, and then they're going to give the other half to um, so.
so-called charities to help uh, help the Afghan people, which, uh, from what I understand, have very high overhead. So very little of it will be getting to uh, will be going to help Afghan people. And lastly, and most importantly, the central bank there needs these funds so that it can keep you know the economy churning. And without any money there, th- there's no velocity of money. So, well, I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. Well, there's nothing new. The United States, look how they stole the money from Venezuela. Look how they stole the money from uh, uh, Iran. They do it all the time. They're a crime syndicate. They're a crime syndicate. How many wars do they have? You're talking about Afghanistan? You mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I enjoy talking with you. Very much Habu, but it's not the Afghan war. It was, uh, here we go, you have to be proper. Operation Enduring Freedom. All right? That's the propaganda. That's what, that's what they call this murderous 20-year war. Murderous 20-year war that cost we the people of the United States trillions of dollars to fight. The people that give the money to the government to kill other people that don't fight back to me are accomplices to crime. So what they're doing with the money and that's it's what they do all the time. Oh, how about stealing our money and giving it to the banksters that are too big to fail? And look how big they got. They steal our money in a thousand different ways every moment. You got to tune in to, uh, you know, got to tune in. That's Bronx talk. Yeah. Tune in to my talks with <laughs> Judge Napolitano. He's come yes, up with I the do. perfect I... solution. The best solution I've heard. You know, they didn't in- invent the federal income tax until 1913. It was only supposed to go to like 2%, 3%. And within a few years, it went to 90%. He details this guy. He's, he's unbelievable, the judge. And I said to him, you know, I said, how could this change? He went, well, you know, secessionism. I said, how about if a, a, someone ran for president? And one of the keys of the platform was no federal income tax. They kept it going to fight World War I. And they never ended it. This was not supposed to go on. I believe a candidate running that wants to do away with the federal income tax would be a hands-down winner. And... The other part of the platform, no foreign entanglements. We're closing down the military. We're only going to have homeland. Get get rid of these these agencies, NSA, spying on us, CIA. That's what we talked about today, CIA. How much money, Judge? He said they won't tell us how much money. If our money goes to to the CIA, they won't tell us. Our money. And then you look at it in the big, I said, tell me. Tell me one, one great achievement from the CIA since Harry Truman 
invented them back in 1947. In 74 years, tell me the great accomplishments that we all have heard from the CIA. And you know what they are? Nebu? Yes, I'm listening here, yeah. Uh, Do you know what they are? You know, uh, uh, no, I don't, but... You you know why you don't? Because there haven't been any. So when you're talking about what what, what Biden is doing, it's a criminal operation. They're murderers and thieves. Who's your favorite? Pelosi? No, no, no. I like Chucky Schumer. Oh, uh, Nancy Pelosi today. Let me see here. I, I just saw this. I didn't have time to read it in detail. Israel is 20th century's greatest accomplishment. Isn't that something? Not to me. Not to what they've done to the Palestinians. Not for them stealing all this land under the name of a settlement. These are settlements. You happy trails to you. Oh, there's nothing out there. We're settling this land. There's nobody there. Yeah, only the natives are there. We'll kill them. You know, oh, 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 Amnesty International? Amnesty International calling Israel a, what they call them? Uh, apartheid state? Never that made the be, major yeah. media. Never made the major media, just came out a couple of weeks ago. But to, oh, last week, I think. A week and we had it in the magazine. Not a word, not a peep. And my money going there, $3 billion, $3.5 billion? And Tel Aviv is one of the most expensive cities in the world to live in? And don't tell me I'm anti-Semite if I talk about Fauci and, and Cuomo and Draghi, if their name was Draghi Steen, Fauci Burger, or, 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 or Cuomo-witz, you'd call me an anti-Semite. Save your crap. I call it what it is. I'm not anti-American because I'm against a lot of what the government does to rob us our freedom, peace, and justice. Now, this is a time to stand up and fight in a peaceful way, and the Canadian truckers showed it. We said this the cover of the magazine when it happened. <laughs> it was uh, a tr- keep on trucking, freedom mandates. And, and we said, I, I made this 100% clear, and I was involved in some of this with, in contacts with the people there. I said, you got to go and you can't leave. You don't go one day and then go home. The Berlin Wall came down because the people went there and stayed. The farmer protest in, 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 in India, they were that Modi was going to pass a bill that would have robbed the little farmers of their lives. They went to the streets. They didn't leave. They blocked traffic, New Delhi, all over. A year, a year it took them. They didn't leave. They won. Serbia. People took to the streets for months, for a month, over a month. Week after week, stopping Rio Tinto from building to mine lithium there because they knew the environmental disaster. The people won. So in order to win, you just don't go out one day, cheer, yell, and scream, and then go home. You have to. And and what what the truckers' convoy has done is a prime example of it. So thank you very much, Habu. E from Edgewater, how you been, man? Hi, Gerald. I've been good. Uh, I love your podcast show on YouTube. It's very good, except you're killing me with the Shvillia Dell and the and the cannolis, man. 
I can't get nothing. <laughs> I can't get nothing like that down here in Florida. I used to live two blocks from Avenue U in Brooklyn. I used to get Italian cheesecakes, cannolis, folia. I love all that stuff. You're killing me with that. But you're great with the judge, and you're doing a wonderful job. I'm loving it. I think what they're doing in Ukraine, they're really worried about what's going on in Canada with the truckers, and they want to, like, uh, get it uh, squashed. So they make a, they have to make a bigger story, like there's going to be World War Three going on in Russia. I think Putin's working for, for the United States, too. And... Uh, they're putting on this big uh, show over there, so people's attention's taken away from what's going on in Canada. I hope those truckers stick with it, and it grows and grows and grows. We could change this whole world just with this movement. You know what I'm saying? Look, I've been right. We, I'm telling you, we said this right from the beginning. It's right in the Trends Journal. I, 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 I know call you this called a mega it. Trend, a mega trend you, to freedom. I as soon as it started, and I'm again. I was doing zooms of of. Huge pro rallies and protest rallies in Alberta. They were zooming me in, you know, that big stage. Of course, I'm not on the stage, but, you know, they're playing my right. thing. So I've been very involved in this. And I talked to these guys. And I told them, listen, I don't know a damn thing about driving a truck. And you guys, you know, you don't know the first thing about the insides of politics unless you've been there. And I've been there. You know, so again, I was assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. I designed and instructed American politics and campaign technology. I taught it at St. John's University. I had to run political campaigns. I worked on mail campaigns in Yonkers, all throughout Westchester County, at a graduate school. Guy Angelo Martinelli became the longest running mayor. His kids were, were, were uh, uh, altar boys in my wedding. You know, I, I've been there. I, I, pictures of me and Ronald Reagan, uh, John Connolly, I've been with presidents, prime ministers, and princes. I said, I know the inside deal. Oh, I used to work for the chemical industry, killing environmental legislation at the height of the environmental movement back in the 70s in D.C. At 28, I'm staying at the Willard Hotel and putting my meetings on the Hay Adams. I know the deal. I said, you guys got to go, and you can't leave. You can't leave. And you got to keep making it clear that this is a peaceful protest. And they did. They did. And and I these are brave men. They're men. And women that are going out and fighting. These are real human beings. And and this shows you, by the way, because that little arrogant clown boy, True Dope up there, he called them a minority. Right? Yeah. It does not take a minority to prevail, a majority to prevail, but rather an irate tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men said Samuel Adams so as he right. makes fun of them for calling a minority oh I gotta believe what the majority believes I can't think for myself why how dare you Salenti again I'm in charge you're not allowed to drink wine anymore you're not allowed to smoke cannabis and, uh, oh, we'll change that one because we can make a lot of tax dollars on it. Oh, and when we, when we, and when we had prohibition, yeah, we brought it back. We needed them tax dollars. It was during the Depression. That we have these dictators yeah. telling us what to do. What, are you kidding me? Yeah, this, in a country, you know, he's, like, 
Yeah, the Trudeau, he's like a little sissy prince. He belongs in Great Britain with the Queen of England over there. She could give him a spanking because he acts like a little baby. He looks like he's about to cry. They got to stop doing what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah, he's got to go, man. And and I I played hockey all my life. These these Canadians, they don't fool around. They're willing to give up their life for freedom, you know. They're not gonna. And, they're not and, gonna just give in. And and I do too. And I I and Gary Null, the all the people on this network, it's about freedom, freedom. That every, all these protests going around the world, that's the one word that's everywhere, freedom. And the truckers could not have come up with a better name, freedom convoy. Freedom Convoy. And you know how the media calls it? Right wing. Again, you look, listen to the podcast we did last night on, on yeah. the magazine, quoting the New York yep. Times, calling them racists, right wing, propaganda, total propaganda or impropaganda. <laughs> anyway, it's a freak show and the freaks are in charge. Right, Thanks a lot. Where are you down in Florida? Nope, we lost E. Anyway. So, going back to what's going on over here and over there, on the market front, we got markets down 215 points. The Nasdaq's down 1%. S&P's down about a half a percent. Gold. Higher than before, it's now it's 1866, up 10 bucks. Yep. So it's going to, things are going to, you know, it, it, it's not, you're not going to feel it right away when they raise these interest rates. It, it's going to be a while. And, and what's going to also offset the higher interest rates is the ending of the COVID war because people are ready to go out and party. They're going to be spending a lot more money. And then you're going to see the easing of these restrictions, which is going to bring more people out. Again, you know, as Frank mentioned in New York, in a lot of places you still need a vaccine, passport. And uh, but that's going to ease out too after as it goes on. So there's going to be a boost, a fake boost in the economy. And then what they're going to do is they're going to raise interest rates, slow the economy, bring down inflation, and then. Ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, they're going to lower them dramatically. You know when? Right before the 2024 election. That's what they did when Reagan was president. Inflation was skyrocketing. They raised interest rates like the 18%. Oh, the economy went way down. But... Before the election, 
They lowered them interest rates. Yeah. And in 2024, the economy boomed just like it's boomed now. Same kind of number. Because the Fed heads run our country. The banksters are in charge. Oh, don't believe me? Who's the Treasury Secretary? Oh, it's so great if only a woman was in charge. We have Janet Yellen. Isn't that wonderful? Again, I don't want to hear this crap about men, women, black, white, green, yellow, what religion you belong to. Good and bad comes in all of them. So I don't want to hear that part of who Yellen is. How about telling me where she came from? Oh, she was the head of the Federal Reserve. Hey, wait a minute. You got the bankster head that's now the head of our treasury? You got it. The banksters are running the country. Capisce? You understand? So what they're going to do, they're in control of Washington. They will raise interest rates, bring down inflation, and then lower them right before the election. That's the game plan. Then there are the wild cards. Again, who would have ever thought of the wild card of the COVID war? Everything changed. And by the way, following the COVID war, you know, the next big thing is going to be that you're going to hear all about all the time. Climate change. Climate change. We'll take more of our rights away from you for climate change. That's the big thing here. They've robbed us of our rights like we've never seen before. Never. And it's not going to stop. Unless we stop it. Again, as Trudeau said, oh, these truckers are only a minority. And as Samuel Adams says, it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. And that's what Progressive Radio is giving you. A tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. When you turn into these other stations and other papers, they all have agendas. They have a side to take. Left, right, whatever. They take sides. We don't take sides. Don't take sides. Nobody tells me what to do. You know, people hate me because I'm on Alex Jones. I do. I host an hour there. But... It's okay that I'm on Progressive Radio Network. I'm a political atheist. I don't believe in this crap. What am I, six years old? I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Grow the hell up. You're a jerk. You're a small-minded moron. If you, if you belong to a political party and believe in the political party, you're out of your mind. Political party. Yeah, it's one big club and you ain't in it. That's the party. 
It ain't party time. Party time's not allowed anymore. Yeah. So, that's where we're at. Watch the markets very closely. And the big one to keep your eye on is oil. Yep. Oil is the big one to watch. Very important to stay on top of it. Because as goes oil, as you're going to see the economy go. And everybody feels it in their pocket. It's not a stranger. The oil, oil goes up to over $100 a barrel, $110 a barrel. The economy's finished. Equities are finished. They won't be able to sustain it. And if you go back to the panic of 08, that's exactly what happened before the markets crashed. Oil prices went way, 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 way up. So... It's up to everybody here to do what they can to bring peace and prosperity back to life on earth. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you in two weeks.